Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Proud members of the Podbelly Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Hi! Hello! Hi, 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 hi. How's it going? How is everyone? How are we doing? Woo! We're excited to be here. Yes, This is Kim and Kat Stay Alive, maybe. We're a horror movie comedy podcast. We are going to tell you the entirety of a movie, spoilers and all, and and one of us is going to try to stay alive in it. That's Ketron Porter. That's Kimberly Aaron Marie <laughs> Janine Burns. Got <laughs> <laughs> a new middle name. Yep, me and Thomas J. Yep, we're just going to keep adding middle names. Atkins. How's it? How's it? Thomas J. Hopkins? Atkins. Atkins. <laughs> I was like, are we just adding Hopkins in there? Uh, hi, how you doing? Hello. I'm so good. Uh, I'm great. Hold up. Oh, China holes out. Tits up. I'm really excited to record today. I am um, too, actually. I feel like it's been a while. It has been a while. I think it's because for a minute we were having to like record a little bit off schedule and now we're actually back on our schedule of okay, good. every two weeks. Um which and, yes uh, uh last time i was sick oh, right. so it feels blackout non-existent to me yeah that's right <laughs> you were not doing well i uh, was i just laid on Ketrin's couch for like an hour afterwards and i was like i don't want to drive she home just i think at a point sick. she may have thought she was home and then was so upset to find I'm she was still on my couch it. <laughs> i did listen back to some and i was like i am not there <laughs> <laughs> I uh, th- I'm glad we mentioned for whatever reason our recording schedule because we did my birthday episode. You guys have now heard two episodes since then, but I just celebrated my birthday and wanted to talk a little bit about oh, my right. birthday haul because I got some fucking baller shit. You guys, a good year. Um, so first I have lit my mm. uh, House of Intuition candle that uh 
Kim gave me. Kimberly Janine. Kimberly Janine gave me. And the intention that I set for it is that Kim is dripping her coffee all <laughs> over her shirt. It wasn't. And it came true. Dripping <laughs> <laughs> coffee. It's just very. Um... No, no. It was coffee coming straight out of, of oh the my cup. God. I don't know. But it was. I'm surprised you got any in your mouth, honestly. It like, was where just, did it come from? I thought it was just condensation. Yeah, it was just a fun little waterfall very... right down your boob. <laughs> It's very condensation-y. <laughs> but how? It's I on the don't it's lid. No. Oh, oh, I'm scared to I, I know again. you should be. It's how's it? Nope, it was good. <laughs> it was all good that time. No, I almost spit it out though. <laughs> May I continue? Okay. <laughs> anyway. You were talking that time. <laughs> so <laughs> the or other I intention that coffee. <laughs> The other intention that I said. I really like to steal the spotlight. <laughs> I know. God damn. <laughs> the, oh, you want to talk about you and your birthday? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll let just me take pour it. coffee on myself. <laughs> uh, the intention I set Ooh. is that the one that I told people at my birthday was that by the age that by four years from now, I job. am going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to consider myself. A full-blown witch. Hmm. And that is the intention that I lit for this I candle. I love it. Because it means a lot of... It, I encompassed a lot in that. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I That covers a lot of ground mm-hmm. in there. True. Uh, yeah. So I got that. And then I got... Um, Kim gave me the best fucking best friend necklace ever it's like one of those like old school best friend necklaces but it says like half a heart yeah two hearts so I got one too yeah but it says once again Kim stealing the spotlight (laughs) gets me a gift has to get one for a damn self (laughs) I was like this is the best gift ever I can't wait till she opens it so I can put it on my neck (laughs) she literally said that it um anyway it says zombie apocalypse partner and it's the fucking best thing uh so many kids commented on it really my job oh cute they like it yeah they did but they also like they were little ones so they uh, were like what does it say because they like can't read anyway um oh, and then i was like yeah that. and then i was like zombie apocalypse <laughs> partner please don't ask me what an apocalypse is <laughs> um and then i got lots and lots of cool stuff but the other thing that i got which i'm i haven't even showed you kim Ooh. life magazine will sometimes like release those like kind of book I saw this Mm -hmm. at the grocery store and almost bought it for you. Yeah, it's amazing. I can't wait for you to read it. Because it it was right before your birthday. It is the world. But I was like, I already got her three other great gifts. Right. It is the world's most haunted places. So basically, I'm using this as my new travel guide. Love it. I'm so excited about it. And it actually has, so it like divides it up by region of the world. Ooh. So it's like. Uh, U.S. and Canada, Latin America, Asian, Asia and Australia, Europe and Africa. And it has my fucking graveyard that I want to go to in oh. Prague, which is um, that the whole it, this was the graveyard that I found that made me tell Eric, like, I want to go on like a graveyard tour of like the oldest graveyards in the world. Yeah. It was like started by reading about this graveyard. It was it, just a little blurb down here. It was founded in 1478, the Erie Cemetery and Josephov, the Jewish ghetto of Prague, Czech Republic, is the oldest surviving Jewish cemetery in mm, Europe. Wow. So I had read somewhere that it was like the oldest 
surviving cemetery in Europe, period. period yeah. Mm-hmm. But it looks like it's just the oldest Jewish um, cemetery. So I want to look Which more leads to the hunt for the oldest. For the old. The, I mean, you literally <laughs> read my brain where I was like, I thought this was the oldest. I must find the oldest. But it started in 1478. I know. Like, if you just Europe's picture. Cool. Yeah. If you just picture, like, what people were, like, wearing in 1478. Like, that's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. I'm so excited. So how exciting. Those were my favorite, my favorite things. These are a few of my favorite things. Kim doesn't know what I'm singing because it's from Sound of Music. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry, Sammies. After December, we won't be needing to have this conversation anymore. And I can retire this joke, (laughs) which I'm very excited about. I do have a bone to pick with you. Oh, let's pick some bones. All right. I need to, I need to, what is the bone you would like to pick? I think we need to discuss the rules of the questions we ask. Okay. I actually have this same bone to pick with you based on the movie I did today. Intriguing. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what's your bone? So I came across this in the movie that I'm about to do and I think it may be part of where like my confusion lies like where it's just difficult for me to sort of comprehend the way that I tend to ask questions is like and I didn't realize this till now is like what is the probability of staying alive meaning like is that a smart choice if you're objective is to stay alive because in this movie I felt like there were a lot of characters where I'm like that would not be the best choice to stay alive but it doesn't necessarily you know by luck end in a death do you see what I'm saying yes so like I was already planning on being like Kim we need to clarify this because I think it's bullshit based on this particular movie to say like whether you'd stay alive because I'm like, well, you just fucking rolled the dice and stayed alive. Not that you made a decision that led to you staying alive. Do you see what I'm saying? Depends on the movie. That's a movie Depends to movie, on the movie situation. Exactly. Yeah. So this one, I was like, this is like, I had to do, I had to do that conversion a bunch of times. I mean, yeah. It, when it's when it's us having to stay alive, it's always kind of just dealer's choice as right. to being like, unless like we know for a fact that this actually happens in the movie, and, and then le- you die or stay alive. Exactly. But other yeah. than that, we're like, seems like a good choice. Yeah. Here's a point. Exactly. That's not my bone. Okay. What's your bone? My bone is about the characters and what they do. So it's a factual answer. Okay. I have realized over multiple times, and one time I fought with you about it. Uh huh. Another time happened when I was sick and I've just been listening to that episode. Oh, let's hear it. For Orphan. Orphan. I think that you do a thing where you ask a question. You're like, what does this character do ever? And you give me points based on that. And that is unacceptable because the question needs to be, what does this character do right fucking now? And then Hmm. like you gave me half a point for like, um, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Like, does Max tell? And I said, no, she doesn't tell. And then you're like, give me half a point because like eventually she shows like those pictures. But I was like, that happened an hour later in the movie, like weeks later in the storyline. 
And like after all these other things, all these incidents happened. So mm-hmm. that should have been a second question. You can ask the same question twice. You can ask the same question yeah. 45 times throughout the movie. Like, what do you do now? What do you do now? I what actually, do you do now? I actually hear you. Instead I actually agree like, with you for that one. Great. I Because I listened back to that and I was... I was frustrated by the telling of it in the movie and had and struggled with that question because because at that point I might have given a different answer because right. like three different like huge incidents have happened right and that I wouldn't was, have guessed what she did whatever yeah but I would have maybe gotten it would have it just should have been a different question yeah. but like that mm-hmm. question right then did she tell in that moment no no she didn't so that was a point I and then I the same thing you. happened in like the the whatever the fuck movie with um with what's his face <laughs> the one that was terrible yeah the David one where Tenet. I bought you yeah because I was one... like no this happened 25 minutes later or like yeah it has no. to be like what are they doing right, right now? now that's the question and if something changes later that's a new question and you can choose to ask it then or not I I just clarifying I the you. rules there, okay great I don't have a bone for you because I I, I I just wanted I'm to boneless. clarify the rules of the questions I'm we boneless. are asking. And I also realized for Bad Samaritan, I've actually gone back and listened to that. I This is not an excuse because it clearly is something that I was struggling with in other movies. But I really struggle when the actual storytelling is poorly done. Because there are things where it's like, as an actor, I'm like, the motivation, it doesn't make sense <laughs> but it, that but, you didn't make this choice. But we know what they do. Exactly. It happens. Right. So it's an easy yes or no answer. Bitch, I'm agreeing with you. you. I'm glad we talked this out. Oh, my God. This bitch was shot out I'm of a just cannon saying, today. It's for our, our patrons as well. They're answering the questions as well. They're playing the game at home. And we all need to be on the same page. Okay. Guys, Sammy's, we're grading on a curve. It's fine. Oh, I'm sorry. Kim has a text. That wasn't my phone. Oh, we're in a fight now. We are in a fight. But legit, what was that noise? I don't know where that came from. Uh, Guys, back to us. us. (laughs) We just took about a 45 second break where we just (laughs) talked about nothing. Um, Kim, I'd like to. Someone's phone beeped or something. Somebody's phone beeped. Don't worry. We're not fighting. It was just uh, trying to figure out where the sounds are coming from. Yeah. Also. I don't want to fight with you. I don't want to fight with you either. Can I love you. Up? Okay. <laughs> We're going to high foot five. <laughs> I just couldn't get my foot, my hand to you. <laughs> wow. We I'm really, high-footed I'm five. really glad that we dealt with all of the issues we were clearly harboring <laughs> towards each other. <laughs> it's, uh, it was, it was deep stuff. You guys, we've had a breakthrough <laughs> on the air. Just make sure we're all on the same page. We're great. No, I'm going to do better with my scattered brain when I make these questions. It's uh, Do you spell on yourself again? I don't know what's wrong with the cup. <laughs> Something seems to be wrong with the lid. It doesn't it wasn't happening before. <laughs> I don't <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I was drinking it earlier. Oh, oh, oh what? Oh my I god! I was what? given another birthday present. It was also what? my favorite. A collapsible aluminum straw to save the turtles. Do oh, you want it? Sure. Okay, great. Pause, Sammy. Thank you. You're gonna get to me right now. Yeah, you can use it in your. Oh, good. <laughs> so I don't just spill every single step oh, I take. Oh god, she's 
she's connected to so many things and like inside a little microphone hole and then has headphones on that she tried to bring with her and then she couldn't ah she got me a straw oh my gosh look at the straw i'll take a picture oh it's very wiggly yeah oh man so much better oh my god and then it gets right down into to the pumpkin spice Oh, yeah. Well, this episode's been interesting so far. <laughs> um, so far, really interesting to everyone. Anything <laughs> interesting else to talk about? Um, How was your birthday? Your birthday was good. You had a good birthday? I had a good birthday. It was great. You're 27. Uh, I'm 20, 27 years old. And uh, if this is your first time listening to the <laughs> podcast... <laughs> Or sorry, please come we, back. Uh, we, we do, in fact, talk about horror movies momentarily, my friends. I don't know that I have anything else to share. No? Mm, I've got some dating things, but I'm going to talk about that next episode. You guys will hear then. Whoa, cliffhanger, you guys. Uh, cliffhanger. Just because they have to do with my movie. So. I guess I will do another little cliffhanger. We've got some very exciting things in the works. That's all I'm going to say. We do. Oh, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. I was going to say it in a different, but it, it, also I could talk about it next movie. I guess I have lots to talk about yeah, in my guess, movie time. All right. So, well, let's <laughs> Cause just. Because it relates to things that I talk about in it. Well, let's just But I'll probably in, forget by the time we get there. Should I just talk note. about it now? Make a note. Okay. Oh my God. You guys are hearing so much of like how this podcast works and, and how we just talk to each other all the time and uh <laughs> and also you're probably wondering to yourself why are they recording this, this? podcast work <laughs> with these two fucking idiots, idiots. <laughs> um beep boop bop oh no my coffee's done oh no all right do you want to talk about a horror movie? i guess so because it seems like we've got <laughs> nothing else on the list <laughs> I i've got lots to talk about Next movie. Next, next week, guys. Okay, Sorry. Next week. Okay. So this is a movie I've actually been trying to watch for quite some time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yay. I'm excited. But it now was I know what it is. really difficult to find for some reason. And we have like a running list because I wanted to thank you as well. We have like a running list of movies to make sure that like, A, we're not doing like the same movie or B, the other one hasn't seen the movie and blah, 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 blah. I made a list you know, when we first started this podcast, Kim said, I would like to do this movie. And I said, you know what? Honestly, like if you want to take it, you can take it. I'm just letting you know that I had put it on the list a while Which, like, ago. I didn't even realize because it was yeah. there for so long. But if you want to do it, super hard to find. And that was kind of the end of the conversation. Then I get this delightful text from my wonderful bestie wifey where she says, by the way, this movie is on Shutter now. Also, you can have it since you got it first. And I just thought that was very sweet. Mm. So, um, but then I realized that now I just have nightmares by myself. <laughs> so, so gift to you and me, I guess. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, this one I'd watched by myself. Yeah. Welcome to my life, uh, bitch. And yep. And um, I caught a glimpse of my own face in the mirror at one point. <laughs> And I was just alone in my home staring at a TV in a full-blown face of terror. <laughs> it was uh, scary I'm on multiple so levels. I'm so excited. Yeah. So I did The Taking 
of Deborah Logan. Ooh. Oh, Burnsy. Okay. Um, dead or alive? Deborah. Dead. Mia. Dead. Uh, Sarah, <laughs> who is an actress I really like, and I need to look up, and I meant to look up before we started recording, but of course I didn't. Great so, job. Sarah, it's Deborah's daughter. Alive. <clears throat> Gavin, who is part of the three-person crew, not the one whose thesis it is, but also not the one behind the camera. Dead? <laughs> I was like, he just said so many words that meant nothing to me. So I was like, cool, didn't even know those things existed. Yeah. Luis, who is the one behind the camera. Alive. Mia, Mia, I should have said this when I said Mia. Mia is the one who's writing a thesis on Alzheimer's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Harris. Dead. Kara. Alive. And Desjardins. Alive. Okay. Can I ask you a side note real quick that yes, has nothing please. to do with the podcast that please. we can cut out, but I yes. just really want to know. Yes. <laughs> what did Elissa give you for your birthday? Did she bring something? Wine. Wine. <laughs> she texted me and was like, what would Catherine like for her birthday? And I was <laughs> like, um, probably anything witchy, Harry Potter, or cat related. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> She like laughed at that and I was like, or booze is always good. She was like, okay, thank you. Yeah, she got me a really nice bottle of wine. Yeah. But it's like a it's like director's cut. Like it was like themed. Uh, oh wine. cute. It was very that's cute. very cute. Um, uh yeah. That's funny. that's so me and perfect. You know what's you know what it is? Um for every for every um we might keep this. So you know what it is why we keep going off kilter this episode um it's because for the past two months maybe we have had like events together nonstop, and or recording podcasts together like guesting on other podcasts we've been hanging out like nonstop. i feel like i just see you i just was seeing you constantly and like hanging out with you for like entire daytimes like just being like we are spending the next 12 hours That's together so true or yeah. like this whole night like we've just been going to so many events and things like that and then like the past two weeks we've kind of not, not and seen like each other like we ha oh, i saw you for like your birthday but like everyone was there so yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get my my like, my just us time like we like I'm barely talked to. to each other honestly. we did yeah. yeah i like talked to other people more yeah so i was like i i'm used to my ketrin time i know i'm used to my kim and ketrin time for long periods of time and we haven't had that so now i'm just like i have so much to tell you yeah. like i talked to you about personally and you guys are which just, is uninteresting to strangers that are listening to this you guys are just getting to hear all of it it's not great. that you guys are strangers you basically know everything about yeah, us anyway exactly. we have no secrets <laughs> <laughs> to a fault um okay <clears throat> Are we ready? I'm ready. I'm sorry I don't have any more um, alcoholic LaCroix. I'll, <laughs> I'll send the, the... Some night claw? Some night claw. Ooh. I'll send, I'll send uh, the, the gentleman out to get us some Thank later. Thank you. Okay. October 12th, 2013. Um, someone's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we do I that? No, not for so long. So long. <laughs> October 12th, what day? What year? 2013 2013 mm -hmm. so Where it's all I, I uh LA. It's, it's all found footage fun, okay fun documentarians 
documentarians are traveling to Exuma to interview Sarah and her mom, Deborah. And Deborah is obviously the one suffering from Alzheimer's. And the person that's filming it is this chick, Mia, who is doing her thesis on Alzheimer's. And we learn what like her thesis is in a moment. So Sarah arrives at like this really nice house. Exuma seems like a really uh, super small town. And uh, Sarah's the daughter. She brings the crew around to the back. And she's like, oh, I, I, I thought my mom was here. And she's talking to Mia. And uh, she asks about grant money. And she's like, yeah, we're really counting on it. So just so you know, because this is found footage, you've done found footage before. Yeah. Like wreck. Wreck was that. It's, it's, it's almost like an episode for a trailer because it's just jumping, jumping, jumping. Right. And it's so like it's, only what the camera is it's catching. It's only the, what the, what the documentary camera is catching. Yeah. So as okay. I was reading it back today, I was like, the storytelling elements are minimal. So it's like jumping from place to place. Mm-hmm. So if there's anything that you miss, just let me know. So Sarah's <clears throat> brings the crew of the documentary around back. She's like, oh, I thought my mom was here talking about grant money. So it sounds like, uh, you know, they are doing this so that they can potentially be part of any grant that may be happening for research on Alzheimer's and potentially help Deborah. Mm. So then they find mom, Deborah, in the woods, and she's like raking leaves um, with her neighbor, who's named Harris. Uh, so she's raking leaves, and she seems really, really sweet. Point. Uh, I'll take it. Oh, my God. Have we ever recorded before? I feel I'm just like, <laughs> I'm so awkward right now. So we also see Sarah kind of whispering to the crew members, being like, hey, just make sure you use manners. Like, she's really into manners. Seems super sweet, very buttoned up, pearl-wearing kind of proper lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, she seems to be aware that they're doing a documentary on her. So she appears to be having like a very lucid moment. Mm -hmm. We learn later that like she's only considered in the early stages of Alzheimer's. And she seemed like, like she knows that she has it. Like that's why. Oh yeah. She definitely knows she has it. So she knows why they're there. And like, yes, yes. So yeah. And I just wrote, seems to know that they're doing this on her. Uh, then Mia, who is our thesis writer, says to Deborah, you know, my my grandfather had had Alzheimer's, had the disease. Deborah's look when she says this completely changes. She looks suspicious. She looks like she's like a cloud has passed over her face. Mm-hmm. At that point, Deborah says, you know, I have been having second thoughts about whether or not I'm really the right candidate for this. And she goes inside. Sarah follows her. And uh, we now are kind of like seeing them through the window talking to each Mm -hmm. other. And we see a caption of what they're saying. Like their mics are still being picked up even though they're not in front of the cameras anymore. As they go inside, Luis, who is the guy behind the camera, says to Mia, I thought your grandpa was on vacation right now. And she goes, she needed a little nudge. So she created a scenario where she related to this disease. So from inside the house, we see 
Sarah and Deborah arguing now. And Deborah's basically like, I'm retracting. I gave you permission and now I'm taking it away. I'm not, I don't want to do it anymore. Sarah starts crying. Basically what it sounds like is like her medical bills are exceeding what they're mm-hmm. able to afford. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which I can't forget it. Uh, I can't even go there. So Sarah is trying to explain to her like, if we don't do this, if we don't, at least try to get this grant money like we're gonna lose the house Mm. and Deborah looks out the window at them was still with that like sort of very suspicious look and they kind of like quickly take the camera away next day they come back to the house camera on Deborah who opens the door to them she seems much more welcoming now so it seems like there's been a shift in attitude she's now willing to do it She takes them around the house and she's kind of giving them a tour. She shows them that she's a painter. So she takes them to like an easel and like she mainly like paints landscapes. But then she's also like painted her walls with these like sort of beautiful um, like hummingbirds on branches and things. And it's really pretty. And it seems like she still has like control of her motor skills enough that she's Mm -hmm. like enjoying painting still. So then she's kind of taking them around and she points out this chandelier on the ceiling and basically it's like you know it's it's very expensive blah 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 and the crew is like we're not planning on touching anything like don't don't worry we're not gonna like mess anything up but we like just kind of see the camera pan up to the chandelier and it looks like it's like uh almost like part of the ceiling like maybe there's an attic where the chandelier is hanging like up one of those pull down attics from like national lampoon uh, you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. so uh, then they decide that then they're going upstairs to get the rest of the tour. And Gavin says, so is there a Starbucks in town? <laughs> and the true nightmare began. <laughs> because the she says, was no. Oh my God. How are they going to get their pumpkin spice lattes? I don't know. But this is how I knew I was watching a full blown horror movie. <laughs> Speaking of which. Right? Mm. Take a little drinky poo. So then. Let me spill some on my body. (laughs) uh, So then she shows them Sarah's old room. And she's like, you know, she loved cars. I haven't touched anything since she moved out. So it looks like Sarah doesn't currently reside there, but came here because her mom now needed help. And so she's like staying in her old room, which hasn't been touched since she was a kid. And she's like, I just kind of like it this way. I like to keep it this way. Then she shows the two dudes, Gavin and Luis, to another room that appears to be like, it looks like it was an empty room prior to them deciding that they were going to have a film crew there because it's just like two mattresses on the ground. And uh, Sarah kind of, we see Sarah kind of like walk up to Gavin and be like, say thank you. Like, make sure you say thank you. Okay. And so... uh. Gavin kind of is like, hey, you know, thank you. Thank you so much for your hospitality. Like, he So totally- they're staying in like that room, the film crew? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Now, Deb says to Mia, she's like, obviously, you're not sleeping in here. And she's like, oh, I don't mind. And she's like, no, there's no intermingling here. <laughs> and I was like, okay, oh. ma'am. And I got the sense that it came from a, uh, from a stance of being very proper, not from a stance of being creepy. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's how I was taking it. So she takes Mia into another room. And this bed is all set up. I think what she says, and I meant to go back and look, but it it 
doesn't end up mattering that like that was her aunt Edith's room so it's like actually very done up but it still like looks like an old lady room and there's these like there's a fireplace in there and along the mantle of the fireplace is like these little German statues which you've probably seen in like fucking Hallmark stores where it's like little kids in like little poses but I guess they're like German collectibles or some shit like Like that precious moments kind of like precious (laughs) moments yes but like I guess they're like collectors items from Germany or something so they start asking her about these little dolls and Deborah's like yeah I've always wanted to go to Germany but I'll just settle for the dolls and Sarah's like you saddest life She's like you happen to be Germany oh god sadder life sadder oh god oh god please never I'm so sorry oh Oh, I'll just shoot you Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, the, the second you forget something, bang. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Great. Yeah. Thanks so much, You're Catherine. welcome. You're a good yeah, friend. I know. You're welcome. I got you, girl. <laughs> the second you can't find your words. Yep. You're done. <laughs> See <so>. you later. <laughs> Poisoning your shot glass. Yep, exactly. So... I will say this is a side note, mm-hmm. but I guess I will talk about dating. <laughs> yeah, go go ahead. The um, well, one of the gentlemen that I'm seeing right now is like a uh, in like fitness um, coach, Land? like a personal trainer. Uh-huh. Got what it. The fuck am I saying? <laughs> oh no, don't you be shit. <laughs> All right, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> personal trainer and coach. <laughs> okay, things in a gym. Ah. Um, but like he's so cute because like for the reason for wanting to do it like he's not like a broy yeah dude or you. anything like that because he even does like CrossFit and stuff like that. But he like does not fit into that at all. But he's just like no, he's like most of the people I train are like you know in their fifties or something and just like want to be healthy and like his grandmother had Alzheimer's and he's just like like there's like proven stats about like how like moving your body and like exercise can like literally reverse like all of that and all these things and he's just like all about like helping people like be like healthy and age well and like I don't know it's just like really sweet like like the reason behind like what he does she actually talks about that in in the movie yeah Yeah. Yeah. I because I didn't I actually I had sort of heard that but yeah I guess there's like multiple studies out yeah like he's like it's like a legit thing yeah um so he's like yeah it like staves off Alzheimer's and like all these other things and I was like you're adorable I love you that's really sweet just Um, kidding I don't know you we're strangers uh, still we're still strangers (laughs) staying unattached unattached okay so let's see so she points out you have you have been there mom and this is all on camera and this is the first time that we see Deborah get maybe embarrassed <sighs> about it. Right. Like she had a moment of the disease that she was aware of, which is not always the case. And I think those are probably like the hardest moments where you're just like, oh, f- like, fuck. So then we see a video of Mia on camera and this is clearly like the footage that she'll be using like for her thesis because she's talking directly to the mm-hmm. camera and she's talking about what Alzheimer's actually is so she's got like some graphics and like moving graphics and things mm-hmm. of like what's happening in the brain so basically what it does is like it's a it's a buildup of proteins that aren't supposed to be there 
and it moves to the front of the brain and starts killing off brain cells Mm. that deal with like first logic and decision making. Mm. So that's the stuff that they struggle with. Then as it moves into the middle stages of Alzheimer's, it starts destroying other brain cells that deal with sensory interpretation, Mm -hmm. which is why a lot of them will have like terrifying hallucinations Mm -hmm. because those sensory nerves are getting destroyed, those synapses. Mm -hmm. Then the final stages are when the brain cells that control like your breathing and regulates Mm -hmm. your heart and things like that start to go. And that's why it actually kills you. And so where's like memory involved in that? Probably in the beginning, like logic and decision making. Um, And within that, it also like starts to take away your oldest memories and then kind of like moves forward, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yes. And as they're as she's doing this, she's showing pictures of like people with Alzheimer's and ends on this one where like I almost felt bad being so terrified by it because it was like but it was terrifying. It's this woman that looks the oldest you could possibly look. Like so many wrinkles. Uh-huh. It was disturbing. Her eyes are barely open and her mouth is just like in this perfect O shape mm-hmm. with like thrown back. So it's just her like and she was alive? Yeah. <clears throat> That's yeah. what my grandmother looked like on her deathbed. Yeah. It was She didn't have that- Alzheimer's, but that was like yeah, Death, that's a deathbed. It's face. basically like the mouth shape that you make when you're trying to get breath and there's yeah, no breath to come exactly. in, kind of thing. And yeah. it was just like a picture that I was that will stay with me for the rest of my life. Mm. So I'm gonna make you watch it <laughs> so we can share these <laughs> wonderful images. Together. This is. I'm glad I didn't watch this movie. Old people. Oh, I, they girl. Get, it's like the what? Like, oh, bitch, just I girl. Love them. Yeah. And they're, I just, they get me. There's something about old people. It's, I think it's because I was so connected to my grandmother growing up, but yeah. she raised me. And so I'm just, it's, they, it's a rough one. like, my heart is so. Don't worry. She's going to terrify you in a second Great. and it'll be fine. Great. <laughs> Great. So, All the, like, that, even that, I just, I like, can't, my heart. It, so the next day, uh, question, yes. they talk about this, but can't they not actually, um, What's the word for uh, not prescribe, like determine? What is it, Kim? What's the fucking <laughs> word? Pulled out a gun. <laughs> She's got a finger gun. It's for your own good. <laughs> oh, God. Um, this is too much pressure now. Um, when you get diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured it out. diagnosed. Um, <clears throat> Alzheimer's until like after you die. No, like they have to test Mm-mm. the brain afterwards. Uh, they can. I think there's enough studies now that they can start to like. Like, I mean, I think they like know together. that basically it's Alzheimer's, but I heard that like you can't technically. They didn't get into that. No, until afterwards because they have to like biopsy your brain or something. Oh, that could be. Yeah, they didn't get into that. I think that they are. Like tr- people are like, obviously this person has Alzheimer's, but like I think it's like, I I could be wrong. I have no idea. Postmortem that, Catherine. Cool, great. Postmorteming. <laughs> uh, let's see. Join our Patreon for all your Alzheimer's facts. <laughs> I do want to do some research on it. And then maybe um, we can donate to uh, oh, yeah. Alzheimer's Foundation. We donate 5% of our Patreon money every month. And so we should definitely do that this yeah. month. So next shooting day, uh, they are having like an interview day. So they're talking to Sarah and Deborah. 
And Deborah is talking about her mild cognitive impairment. So she uses an example of like, you know, I've I've noticed some things like I will, I don't know, I'll put in a piece of toast in the toaster and I'll push the thing down and it'll pop up. And then I'll push it down again, forgetting that I already did it. Mm, I mean, been there. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, shoot me, I guess. I um, <laughs> You know, uh, but Sarah is sitting there and she's kind of like, Mm, there's there's been other yeah there's been other things and Deborah I don't want to say she gets defensive but she's kind of like I mean I'm not as bad as my mother and Sarah's like no she asked she Mia asked what the clues were and I'm just relaying what the clues were uncomfortable yeah it was uncomfortable now we have a series of flashback videos that are clearly home movies from Sarah and Deborah. And it turns out that Deborah was a single mom to Sarah. Sarah has no siblings. And when Sarah was two, she needed to make ends meet while also taking care of her two-year-old. And so she actually created her own switchboard business where there wasn't a lot of like I got this it's such a small town I mean they don't even have a fucking Starbucks you know how small can you be so the phone lines I think were not like they didn't reach everywhere so she literally had like an old school switchboard that's insane and good for her yeah exactly and so she talked about how she was like kind of the hub of the town Mm-hmm. She knew all the gossip and all the Ooh, philandering. Fun. She knew who had you would drinking. Love that. Oh my <laughs> your god! I was like, "May I please have a switchboard? Let's chop down all the phone lines, and I will just be the hub of the gossip." So, you know, she's like, "I knew who had the drinking problems. Like, I knew everything." And she took it super seriously, like very, very, very seriously. She was meticulous. And then there's a voiceover of Mia. And she's now talking about how Deborah has been affected. So we sort of saw these home videos of her being like incredibly organized, very on it. Mm -hmm. The hub of the town, like knew what was going on, all this kind of stuff. Incredibly organized. Now we cut to her in like a flower shop where the total is $27.96 and she like needs help from the cashier of just like even understanding that like now she needs to give her paper bills like she gave her the change but like now you need to give me paper bills and it's just like you know just following her and she walks out into the rain and like doesn't really know where she is and then it's um a scene of her taking something out of the oven that's clearly supposed to be maybe like an upside down cake or even like I'm not sure but it was whatever it was it was not fully cooked but like she didn't understand that it wasn't cooked at all like she forgot to turn the oven on and so she like is like oh these pineapples didn't broil that's weird but like cuts them a piece anyway and is like is it delicious vanilla is my secret ingredient and it's just them having to be like yeah, it's delicious. So it's just kind of like those montage things of like how the disease is affecting her. Now we cut to footage of Deborah in her garden and she's kneeling down and her back is to us. And we see, we hear that it's the camera guy who's filming her without her knowing. 
and he's like zooming in, like just trying to get some other footage, you know, mm-hmm. and he zooms in and she's like picking up a garden snake and is like holding it and like looking at it and Luke. Oh, his name's not Luke. His name's not Luke. It's Luis <laughs> and Gavin. I just realized I needed to like startle you. And I was like, what's his name? Luke. <laughs> Great job. Thank you. Luis. And Luke. Who's Luke? <laughs> So Luke, Mia, Luke? basically Mia Luke. comes out and she's like, what Let's the fuck are you doing? Luke from now Luke. On. Great. It's Luke. Both of them are named Luke. Luke one <laughs> and Luke two. So Mia comes out. She's like, you're supposed to be doing the editing. And at that point, like he's startled from his footage and he's like, oh yeah, sorry. Deborah's right there. Uh, she's like, she moves quick. Yeah. I'm hungry too. Uh, I'll make some lunch. Okay. And we're just like, are you Alzheimer's? Or are you mad? Or are you both? Or what's happening? Hello, my name is Luke. Hello. Um, Cut to footage of Luke 2 putting up a surveillance camera in a hallway. So he's standing But now I don't know which one's Luke 1, which one's Luke 2. Luke 2 is behind the camera. You did this, Kim. I only want to call him Luke. Who's the other one? It's it's Gavin and Luis. Luis is behind the camera. Gavin and Luke. Yeah, and he is putting up a surveillance camera standing on a ladder. So it's like we see his face really close. Mm-hmm, right. And then all of a sudden we see Deborah come out of her room and now she's just staring up at the camera. But Luke Louise doesn't know that she's there. All of a sudden he just hears the door slam. So we just see the footage of him just kind of being like startled. Cut to Mia <laughs> is taking Sarah's blood pressure. Okay. And she's, because remember her thesis is that, maybe I didn't say her thesis. You didn't tell me. Mm. Her thesis is that though Alzheimer's obviously mostly affects the person who has Alzheimer's, it also has a deteriorating effect on the caregiver. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So obviously Sarah is like a huge part of like basically Sarah's the subject, right. not Deborah. Interesting. So she's taking Sarah's blood pressure and it's super fucking high to the point where Mia's like, um, wow, Sarah. And she's like, oh, I know, but it's fine. I plan on dying of cirrhosis, cirrhosis of the liver anyway. <laughs> and Mia was like, <laughs> cool. Whoa. Crash. Ah. Noise happening down in the kitchen. Deb, they get they get down to the kitchen. Deb is screaming and wielding a knife at Gavin, who's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And like trying to like get up on the counter and she's just screaming and losing her mind. She's like, my spade, you took my spade. Spade is a little gardening shovel. Uh-huh. And she's losing her fucking mind. Gavin is completely freaked out. Sarah goes in to like kind of like, like, restrain her Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she's like I'm gonna she gets her to calm down I'm gonna take her up to bed and like kind of puts her puts her to bed then we see Mia with footage of holding the spade it's like a green spade and she's like I found it in the freezer so like she was just super confused oh god then the crew decides to oh Sarah goes to check on her. I get it now. She tried to restrain Deborah. Then Deborah kind of like got away from her and ran off into the house somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's why Sarah goes, I'm going to go check on her. Okay. And the film crew is still downstairs. At this point, after they found the spade, 
they're trying to figure out where the fuck Deborah went in the house. They go to one of the attics. <laughs> they have multiple attics in this house. And this is the one where her old switchboard is. Hmm. So they go up to the attic and it's all fucking like, it's a fucking creepy attic. It's the creepiest of creep attics. And there's very little as light attics are. as attics are. Very little light, mainly just the light from the camera. And there's a lot of like insulation from the ceiling. And mm-hmm. it's just like clearly not like a livable space by any means. Mom is at the window. Deborah is at the window. And she's just staring out the window. And she won't turn around. Sarah keeps trying to be like, Mom. Mom, we found your spade. It's okay. You don't have to worry now. We found your spade. Mom. Mom, can you turn around? And she just won't turn around. She won't turn around. Then all of a sudden. And she turns around and she's ripping her own neck out Uh, ripping the the skin off of her neck Uh, and digging at her own neck obviously the footage is like all jumpy or whatever because it's like oh fuck she's ripping her own neck out we should probably put the camera down and deal with this so they like kind of pull her hands away and like sort of restrain her cut to the hospital dr nazar is talking to sarah And it's another one where it's like, we're just picking up the sound off of Sarah's mic Uh and we have subtitles. And Dr. Nazar says the disease is spreading very, very fast. At this point, we would consider her to be in the middle stages of Alzheimer's. And Sarah's shocked because she's like this. I mean, you you gave me like one to like three years before we'd be in this stage. Dr. Nazar is clearly like not stumped, but definitely sort of like. I hate this part of being a doctor. Yeah. Now we're in the car with with the film crew. Gavin is driving. Sarah's in there. Deb is sitting in the front seat. She's got a bandage around her neck. And she's clearly been released from the hospital. And she's very contrite now, like very embarrassed. And she's like, I just feel terrible about how they said I treated you. I'm so sorry that I accused you of, of whatever I accused you. Like she's trying to apologize mm-hmm. to Gavin. And she's kind of wringing her hands, like her little old lady hands. It was, yeah. Don't worry, she gets terrifying. I just, I feel like I need to tell you that that like heartbroken right now. Yes, continue to be heartbroken, but it'll get terrifying. Dear God. So I kept saying that to myself. I was like, "Where's the part where she's like really scary?" And I just like, I don't want to cry anymore. I want to be terrified. So now they're home and Harris who's there I learn is their neighbor and he was the one who was raking with her in like the very uh. beginning he's arguing with Sarah talking about how he doesn't want her to go to a home and he can take care of her and he's very upset at the idea and he loves Deborah a lot Harris you're the neighbor you're the oh where is he what yeah so then we see shots of her paintings and stuff and we see Deborah hugging Sarah. She's clearly like more alert. She's more honest or on it because at one point she goes, oh, you're wearing that shirt that I hate. <laughs> and Sarah's like, good to have you back, mom. Mom, hey. She's hugging Harris and like they appear to just have like a very close bond. Uh, now we have footage of Luis, Luke, opening the door 
to Deborah's bedroom very, very quietly because he hears her talking to someone. She's sitting on the edge of her bed with her back to the door, but looking into a full length mirror so we can like see her back and then like a corner of her face, right? And she's just sitting on the bed going, I didn't know. I didn't know. Bleed. Stop. No. Bleed. And then we see that her eyes slift, shift ever so slightly. And we now see that she sees the camera. Mm-hmm. And she's just staring. <laughs> Next shot. <laughs> Footage with voiceover from Mia talking about how it's progressing and we see footage of Sarah with a bottle of vodka next to her bed drinking and Mia's like Sarah has found her own coping mechanism now we cut to drinking out on the porch with Sarah footage of her talking to her girlfriend back home saying you know I can't come home yet I didn't know you know how long this is going to take blah 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 Back to her sitting on the porch at night, just kind of like drinking with the crew, Mm -hmm. right? And she's like, you know, she sent me to boarding school when I was 10. She uh, caught me in the garage kissing Annie Phelps. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we didn't even know what we were doing. But all I knew was mom was so, she wasn't even mad. She was just so embarrassed. And like Sarah starts crying and they're all drinking. And she's like, toast to fucked up childhoods. Cut to Sarah in the house and Luis like points out a photo of her with Deborah and like Sarah's in a Catholic school uniform and she's like, oh, you went to Catholic school too? And like they're sharing that in common. Crash! (laughs) I'm going to go check on mom. Sarah runs upstairs. Camera guy stays downstairs and out of the corner of his camera, he sees someone walk by a doorway and he's like, oh, did Deborah? Follows her around. Shadow walks by another door. Deborah walks by another doorway. He finds her in a room, completely dark. The only light is from his camera. All the furniture is like covered over with sheets. Where I'm just like, can you uncover your furniture? It's just fucking. <laughs> what is this room? Why? Why are you doing that? She's staring out the window. Sarah is now in the room too. Like she realized she wasn't upstairs. She comes in. Deborah is just staring out the window holding a hammer. Mm. And Sarah's like, oh, okay. All right. We're nailing the windows shut again. And it, Deb just starts nailing mm. the windows shut. And Sarah's just kind of like, she's been convinced there's an intruder. Like, she's exhausted. She's just like, I take the fucking nails out every week. I, she's, this is what she does. Then we see surveillance camera in Deborah's room. She's asleep. Sort of that like night vision mm-hmm. look. Sits up. <laughs> we watch her leave the room. Now she's. Now we have footage of all of them putting on coats being like, she's not in her room. Did you check blah, blah, blah. So like clearly the footage we saw of her like leaving the room, the family has now discovered that she's mm-hmm. not that she's not in her room anymore. It appears to all be the same night as when they were drinking. And so they're like just putting on their coats and uh They're like, I'll check outside, blah, blah, blah. The guy with the camera decides to go check in the room where she nailed the window shut. There she is again. He goes to the nailed window. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The camera guy decides to go into the room where she nailed the window shut. 
the window is now open and he looks at one of the nails and there's blood on it. Like it looks like someone like wrenched it open, didn't take the nails out, just Mm -hmm. like wrenched it open. And he looks out the window and her robe is on the ground covered in blood. So he like jumps out the window and he starts being like, I, I, hello, I come this way. I think I found her. They find her out in the garden in the middle of the night in just her nightie digging frantically with her green spade and like screaming and freaking out, like losing her mind. And all of a sudden she lunges at the crew in the camera. Sarah restrains her and she's just like, ah! like just losing her fucking crazy mind. Cut to Mia washing Deborah's hands. They're just covered in like blood and dirt from just like scraping at things and the blood from like trying to open the window. And she's just trying to be super chill. Deborah, however, is just staring at her like she's going to like she's actively plotting how to kill her in that moment. Mm. And Mia's just trying to be like super chill. And she's like, you know, you gave us quite a fright. Um, but don't worry, we'll we'll get you all cleaned up. And Deborah's just staring. And then she says, my daughter never cleans her nails. And Mia's like, well, we're going to make sure your <laughs> nails are clean. Okay. <laughs> Keep staring. Cut to surveillance footage. Deborah in the kitchen, clearly moments before they found her in the garden. Because remember, this is like all edited together. Yeah. She's standing in the kitchen on the floor facing the cabinets and we see the time signature, the time stamp, the clock moving forward on the surveillance footage. There is no jump in the time. However, Deborah goes from standing on the ground to standing on the counter. (laughs) No, no jump in time, but she's floor. No. No. Question number one. Creepy crap bag old lady. Yep. Creepy crap bag old lady. Question number one. As Mia, what do you do? So what does Mia do? What do you do? Mia is... uh, You mean like regarding the footage like they just saw this or they just like, saw this like they're watching it basically yeah. like gavin is showing it to mia oh okay and okay. gavin's like uh what the fuck right um okay i i'm gonna i'm gonna change my thesis change my thesis great okay what are you changing your thesis to i'm gonna talk about sunshines and rainbows Mm -hmm. and um leave the house great cool what does she do she is like we need to figure this like that's so weird what the fuck is going on like i think she's like trying to figure out the cameras and the film and the things like that um to see what happened because that's bizarro okay um and is like intrigued and wants to find out more like she delves deeper okay one point for you let's change our thesis 
Uh, zero points what for her. Are, what's sunshine? What, what are is, rainbows? What is happiness? Let's joy. dive into it. Tell me about joy and good things. So how do I do a documentary on that? Mia decides to put a blanket over it to an extent. Oh, okay. She's just like moving on. In that she's like, there has to be an explanation. It was clear. Like she basically is like, it's, it's a weird, but it's a blip. Right. Makes sense. But actually. it's weird. Um, And she does like show Sarah the footage. Mm-hmm. But in terms of delving deeper, she, she continues. I mean, she continues doing the documentary, right. I guess. But she isn't like, let's look at the camera equipment. Right, let's right, right, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Okay. So Sarah is now talking to Harris. Harris is like, I think you need to give her a break and stop filming. But everyone's sort of like, this footage that you showed us is really weird. But like, they're more like, this is weird that she's standing on a counter. Mm-hmm. In that they're like... Mm-hmm. I can't explain why this happened, but like mostly why is she like sleepwalking Same, yeah, standing and standing on a counter? counter yeah. Oh, and there was no chair there, by the way. Mm-hmm. That was one thing that Gavin pointed out where he was like, where's, there's no chair in the shot, Mia. And Mia's just kind of like, bloop, blanket. So Sarah's trying to get her to agree to go to a home. Uh, at this point, Deborah is lucid and she's downplaying it and saying, you know, it's not that bad, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Question number two at this point. As Sarah and the film crew to an extent, what do you do and what do they do to get her to understand the severity of this? I think they show her the video and multiple videos. Okay. And just some some recordings of like shit that's going on that maybe she's not remembering. Right. Um, and I'll do the same. I guess we do it hand in hand. Like hospital, like you went to the hospital with this. This is the footage we've uh, found of things that you've done. Like you need to see like what's actually happening. That's one and a half. They do show her the footage of her jumping up on the thing. Mm Mm-hmm. She at first seems like very sad Mm. about it. And they say one of the things that she kept saying when she was digging stuff up was you kept telling us not to answer the phone that he was calling us. She then starts crying. Oh, God. Mia tells Sarah Maybe they should stop. Lunches at the camera. Oh, what? Who's at the camera? Lunches at the camera. Yeah. Who's Deborah lunches at the camera? Yeah. And goes fucking nuts. That's why I gave you half a point because showing her the footage clearly uh, pissed her off and she rips her own skin off. So that could have resulted in (sighs) something not good. Cut to her at the hospital and she's laying on her stomach and there's a bunch of people sort of like holding her down and there's someone with a giant needle giving her a shot in her spine Oof! and she's crying and it looks really painful <laughs> oh God, I hate this. and it appears they're getting spinal fluid out because they've sort of made like a port and now they're getting the fluid that's coming yeah, out so like I guess they're testing pretty much yeah so they're testing oh their spinal fluid. 
her spinal fluid. (laughs) They're trying to get answers. It's a montage in the hospital. Doctors talking to each other. Spinal tap. And then we have her take her, her hospital gown off. And we see that she's got this like insane fucking rash all over her back. Like it looks like a fresh burn. That's how like bad it is. Like it looks disgusting and painful. So now we have a scene with Deborah and Dr. Nazer and Dr. Nazer is giving Deborah a a, a cognitive test where she's got these like blocks on the table and it's clearly something that she has like put together and Deborah's really frustrated and like almost crying and she Dr. Nazer is like trying to be really encouraging and Deborah's like kind of nervously scratching her arm scratching Deborah Deborah stop it rips her skin off her fucking arm and the doctor restrains her and she's growling now but all of this kind of like cuts like it doesn't We're just kind of like, cut the camera off, you know, like, which is more scary to me. Mm -hmm. Now, the Dr. Nazer is being interviewed and she's (sighs) baffled because she's like this. There's a lot of the stuff that is not associated with Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. There could be, you know, she may have a compromised immune system where like there's an infection, but clearly she's grasping at straws. Um. Now we cut to Deb at home, playing the piano, sitting there, playing with one hand because the other arm has like a bandage on it. She's looking rough. She's aged about 27 years. And the camera. Oh, yeah. She's she's a whole me older in a day. Wow. But the camera is just filming her and she's just staring at the camera playing the piano with one hand <laughs> with just a slight smirk on her Stop face. It. Catherine's staring at me in a really creepy way. It was, uh, this was blinking. where I was like, ah, now it's terrifying. Great. I feel more comfortable being terrified than horribly, horribly sad. Yeah, this is more, this, this, is, it's this better. is better. This is so much better, right? <laughs> Sadly, it's better. I know. <laughs> so now it's a new scene of them driving to the house. It's very, very dark. And they're like, where the fuck is everybody? They walk in, the doors open. And oh so boy. the crew is walking in and they're like, Deborah, Sarah. And they hear, Ugh! and they're like, come on, let's go. They go in and they find Deborah on the ground being restrained by Sarah and Harris. And she's thrashing around and then Harris pulls something out of her mouth, head, something. It's like really and it's all bloody and covered in something. And he just throws it. And we're like, what the fuck? Cut to them packing up the German statues. And Deb's like, I just don't see why we have to do this. And Sarah's like, because you like to eat them, mom. She was trying to eat these like six inch ceramic statues Jesus I was Christ. trying to like put them in her body uh. and that's what they were doing so then there's footage of like moving boxes either like uh. putting things away that she can't eat or maybe <sighs> Sarah is knowing she's gonna have to be there for longer it's unclear but they're just kind of moving box snake <laughs> and they're like what the fuck how the fuck did a fucking snake get in here next piece of footage Gavin 
is now filming himself. So it's just him and a camera. Luis is not there. Mia's not there. And he's saying into the camera, so some weird fucking shit's been going on. So I'm going to take my Aunt Bonnie's cross and he like holds up a necklace and I'm going to put it on that creepy fucking window that she keeps nailing shut. So he goes into the room with the camera, goes into the dark room, all the covered furniture. Again, please uncover your furniture. And he's kind of like looking at um, the easel, like he's shining the camera on the easel Mm -hmm. because there's like a bunch of different watercolors on there. And he's like taking each one down and it's the same vantage point out the window. And he the first one image out the window second one there's like a dark figure in the back third one figure is closer fourth one a little bit closer fifth one, damn it oh god and he just goes this lady's got fucking issues and goes over to the window and we see his hand like hang the little thing on the window deborah ah! she was standing in the corner and in a <laughs> In a not, de- the window is nailed shut. Uh-huh. And in a not Deborah voice, she goes, you're letting all my heat out. Camera turns back to the window. It's now fucking open. Oh, my God. Even though she'd nailed it shut again. Oh, my God. I don't like it. So I now Gavin. Like oh, my God. Gavin is showing <laughs> Mia the footage now. I'm so upset. Uh huh. Right. Yes. Oh, it's so cute that you're upset now. I know. Oh my god! So you guys, Sammy, this now. is so cute. She's just in a widow, widow, widow scared baby. She doesn't even know what's about to happen. <laughs> oh god! So, Gavin is now showing Mia this footage, and she's just putting more blankets on shit because he's like, window closed, Deborah, window open. <laughs> So, what do you do as Gavin? And what does uh, Gavin do when Mia says, it's probably just a draft? What do I do as Gavin and what do I do as Mia is the question? As, as you. As me. Yeah, I was okay. just telling you what, what Mia she says. She says it's Yeah. Um, look, bitch. All right. I'm going to be like, look, bitch. <laughs> My Aunt mm-hmm. Bonnie is all kinds of religualistic. Uh-huh. I got this cross necklace from her, and I don't trust this shit. Some shit's going down, and I'm out. I'm out. That's you? Okay. I'm off the team. I'm going home. Okay. Gavin. Who is Gavin? All right. I... Hmm... Dare I? Dare I say? I'm not sure. Fuck. Okay. I think. What's his job? What's he even fucking do? Producer, editor. Okay. Fucking a. Um, Boom operator if they need one. All right. Ugh. Fuck. Okay. Ah. Uh, I can't decide to say if he stays or goes. I think he's gonna stay. Um. But, okay. I don't fucking know, dude. He's going to fight with her about it. Like, he's like, this isn't a fucking draft. Mm-hmm. Like, we, this is not, that's not what's happening here. Okay. Um. But I do think he's going to stay still. And maybe 
try ooh okay uh fuck <laughs> <laughs> have some more religualistic things okay like some some crosses and shit i don't know that's all i got fucking just tell me i give up <laughs> one and a half points great um you should probably quit at this point yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh no i'm i've changed my thesis yeah, to getting, the rainbow. yeah it's getting weird half a point because he did he does kind of fight with her and be like bitch you cray that's not a draft and she's like me still doing my thesis and he's like okay double my rate yeah all right so he's like i'll stay you got to make it worth my time because i think i'm about to get fucking demonized (laughs) right cut to sarah putting deb to bed i mean what's the rate for getting demonized what's your rate what's my rate what's my end result do i have a guarantee of exorcism like do i just have to have a period of time where i'm then I'm not doing it. Can't no. I'm not doing it. Has there any price to demonizing? No, there's no price. I don't think so either. There's 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 no guarantees. There's no way for me to like suss out the data as to like what my chances are, you know? Right. And it's also like So then you're just like a demon with a fuck ton of money. Like you're not gonna spend you're just I'm you're gonna done. fuck shit up. Yeah. Like I don't and and it's also like, okay, what if I die? Do I like because I was demon dead? Am I like can't use that money for, anyway? Not and I'm, am I tortured for all eternity? Yeah, I'm, like yeah, I'm just like goodness. not in, not interested. Mm-mm. No, thank you. So now we cut to Sarah putting Deb to bed, and she's putting Deb to bed in a way that I find very creepy. Like, no, does any do you know anyone that sleeps with their arms on their back, with their arms at their side, just head straight on their pillow? <laughs> This is like the milk thing to me. Like any adult person who drinks a glass of milk is insane. And anyone who sleeps oh like they're goodness. in a fucking coffin with their arms at their side <laughs> has is it, that's that's a demon. This is very weird. But like literally two <gasps> nights ago. <laughs> no, I've been having a thing where I like wake up in the middle of the night a lot. I mean, that happens a lot anyway, but like it's like incessant recently. Um, and so then I'll like turn something on like a uh like a sound of some sort right. usually like a pot usually like how did this get made like i need something funny but then i run out of them very quickly right so then i started then it turns into demonic chanting of like <laughs> records playing backwards is that what you're telling me <laughs> so then i started then i found this app that just plays thunderstorms and that seemed relaxing okay and then there's this other YouTube video that I found that like... What the fuck are you talking about, Kim? <laughs> are you a demon or not? But you just sleep and it plays for eight hours and okay. then there's subliminal messaging okay. and like theta waves for your brain. Okay. But usually I'm a side sleeper. Like I a side sleep of and I hold you a pillow. Because you're not a fucking psycho. I have two pillows on each side. I hug a pillow on yes, either side. I turn duh. around. But for some reason... Oh, this is why. Because the way the YouTube video starts, it starts as like a meditation video. Uh-huh. So it's like lay on your back, hands to your side, you know, your your palms facing up. Right. Da, 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 da. So I was like, I guess I'll just do that. So then I just like fell asleep like that. And I was like, <laughs> I'm in a coffin. Yeah. Uh, Kim's a demon. <laughs> so I guess I'm a demon now. This is the last episode. That's insane. Like even that when I... happen at 3 a.m. It's always at 3 a.m. Fuck you. Even even when I fall asleep to a meditation, I wake up when the meditation is over and turn on my side because I'm a fucking human person. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's insane. That's insane. So, it did feel weird. It like I was just like, like at a certain point, like I was like, look at me just laying straight back sleeping. Literally. Like a vampire. If I ever walk in and find you sleeping on your back in a perfectly symmetrical fashion, I am calling a goddamn priest <laughs> right at that moment. Especially because remember how I used to sleep with like yes, my legs in the air in and the really air. weird ways. <laughs> This is terrible. Oh, my God. Next thing you're going to tell me is you're like, and I just needed a warm glass of milk <laughs> before I fell back to sleep. Demon. Maybe I'll start doing that. No. Okay. Back to Deborah. So. Sometimes milk is good. Get out of my house. It's like a cookie and you're a, a brownie. You're a demon. Like a cookie or a brownie? You're, you're not going to have a glass of milk with your cookie and brownie, your I'm, chocolate chip cookie or brownie. If it is accompanying something it is negotiable okay, for sure. Thank you. But nobody is going into the, no adult is going into the kitchen and getting a refreshing glass of dairy We're going to get hate mail I know. from all the milk drinkers. <laughs> from, from big milk. Big milk. <laughs> okay. So putting. So anyway, Deborah's Deborah, going to bed. De- Deborah going to bed in like her a demon vampire. fashion. Now we have more surveillance footage mm. of Deborah sleeping. Creep creeps. Now we're flashing two different cameras in the house so we have deborah sleeping hallway attic kitchen deborah sleeping hallway attic kitchen deborah sleeping deborah in the hallway deborah in the attic (laughs) deborah in the kitchen no but the time stamp is just like one second apart no yes no and as she goes, <laughs> she's taking clothes off. <laughs> oh, God. Uh. Cut to everyone waking up to a ringing sound. And it's the ringing of an old rotary phone. That mm. sort of very loud, tinny. <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that sound. And it is so loud and ringing through the fucking house. But when they pick up the phone, there's nobody there. She does have an old rotary phone. They're like, is it this? <laughs> Hello? And there's like nothing there. And so it's everyone in the house being like, God, where the fuck? Like all, they're tired. Like they're sleepy. Yeah. And so like, it's not even like, you know, what the fuck demon is calling yeah, us. They're no, like, like, shut, shut it up. up. Like you are when the alarm goes off. A hundred percent. Or if a and fire alarm is like beeping in the, like yeah. just the battery beeping of a, oh my God. Oh, I, the smoke alarm. I forgot to tell you, I murdered Eric today. He's a ghost now because he was playing his guitar with his headphones on, but he had set an alarm, gotten up before his alarm, had his fucking phone sitting in front of his face with the alarm going off. <laughs> and I was like, is he not going to turn that off? I get up. He's sitting in front of it, face towards it, <laughs> playing his guitar. And I just stood in the doorway and pointed <laughs> until he saw me. I was like, oh, sorry. Time to get up. Yeah. And I just went back to bed. Remember when we used to live together, you fucking cunt? I, that and must have sucked for you. You fucking... Catherine would do that thing where she... So A, she worked like a day job and I worked nights. And so she'd set her alarm for like an early time. I don't fucking know what time. Early. And she like 11 a.m. It was I'm <laughs> just kidding. It, it might like have eight. been. We were like young. Yeah, anyway. exactly. Whatever time yeah. it felt like it was the crack of dawn. <laughs> and fucking, oh my God, this bitch. I'm so, I'm still, at, I haven't thought about it in so Clearly, long. I'm angry. I, know. I was furious yeah. all the time. She'd do that thing where she'd turn, it was a, cl- it was a, a plug in the wall clock alarm. Beep. 
beep, a digital beep, clock. Beep. And so she'd do that thing where she'd automatically turn it off in the morning and then turn it back on, like reset it for the next day. Yeah. And then this fucking cunt yeah. would spend the night somewhere else constantly. Yeah, I did. And the fucking alarm would go off. I didn't know the amount was- of times that you must have walked into your room where that clock was just <laughs> ripped out of your wall. You guys, she would rip it out. I of my wall. wouldn't even because I don't know how to turn it off, but I'm so angry. It's so early. You guys, and I would just go and rip it out because also I needed her to know. I needed her to know yeah. that it went off and it woke me up at eight a.m. Yeah, I had to. Um- so it was unplugged constantly i had some gentlemen callers that i had to go visit fire fire in my soul no that sucked that sucked of me i'm a better morning person now also but i was a very bad morning person oh she was a monster she was a fucking but also that's a cunt move no it was that was terrible uh i cancel myself for that (laughs) so deb in all the rooms at once phone ringing everyone's like turn that fucking shit off then they go into Deborah's room. Mom's not in her room. Door slams. Where the fuck was that door? Sarah opens the slams, the slam door. And she hears something coming from the closet. So she's like, shh, shh, shh. She's like holding a flashlight. And they're like trying to move very, because they want the footage. But they're also like, what the fuck is going you know. on? So she opens the closet. <laughs> Nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then what the fuck was that? Slam! <laughs> And then they hear uh, another door slam. That door they come to and Sarah's like, this door is never fucking open. And she's like, it's the door to the attic. And the attic where her switchboard thing is. Uh And they start walking up the stairs and we just see the camera on something on the stairs that looks like a slab of skin that was ripped off. And they keep going up the stairs and there's Deborah sitting with her back to the camera, completely naked, at the switchboard. Sarah's trying to approach her, and she starts crying. We ne- She never turns around. Deborah starts crying? Deborah starts crying. She's like, help me. Help me. And then we hear, you ugly thing. And she starts banging on the switchboard, but banging like, putting the little pins mm-hmm. into this one fucking hole and just demonic mumbling and then electrocuted. Uh, oh, Jesus. And like f- is thrown back and we like, it's that electrocution where like the light of it makes us like see her skeleton Jesus for a second. Christ. And Sarah runs out and she's like, call Dr. Nazar. So now we cut to Deborah in bed. Dr. Nazar is there and she's breathing so fast where she's just like, <sighs> And her eyes are open and Dr. Nazar is like, her pupils are completely dilated. And I don't think this is just Alzheimer's. Yeah. Sarah's like hugging her and she's just trying to be like, mom, you got to, you got to calm your breath. You got to calm your breath. She finally falls asleep. Then the camera kind of pans over to like a doorway where Dr. Nazar is talking to Mia. And she's like, I just gave these to, um, uh, to Deborah. And Sarah and she like kind of opens like a little folder that's got these syringes in it mm-hmm. and she's like it's it's a sedative it's very fast acting and it doesn't harm her so I just want to make sure that you guys have these because she's clearly having like violent outbursts mm-hmm. now they're back up at the switchboard 
and they're looking at it and they're like, she was hitting 337 over and over again. Dr. Nazar says, you know, she's clearly having an obsession. We need to figure out what this memory is because she's holding on to it. She's very stubborn. So she's still talking from like a Alzheimer's perspective where it's like, this is clearly frustrating Mm -hmm. her that she can't place this memory or she can't process this memory. So we need to figure out what it is. Cut to computers. Gavin is sitting in front of computers and he's very upset. He's like, you asked me to pull that fucking audio off, but like, I don't know what she's saying. So I ran it through a translator and he's like, the fucking frequency is nothing I've ever heard before. And I ran it through a translator on the internet and I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And we hear the translation and it's the serpent will set you free child. You will be my fifth. And he's like, it's in mm. fucking French. And Sarah's like, my mom doesn't speak French. Oh, God. Oh, and he's God. like, well, it's fucking French, bitch. I just fucking translated it. So now we cut to Sarah talking to Harris. And he still thinks they're hurting her. And they're filming from afar. So neither of them know they're being filmed. And he's like, listen, if money's the issue, I'll sell my fucking tractor. But either you get rid of them or I will. And Sarah's like, no, Harris, I'm not doing it. He walks away. Cut to the film crew going up and we hear Luis behind the camera going, another fucking attic? And Sarah says her switchboard records are up here. So clearly they have like two attic sections. So there's the doorway steps the, attic. the doorway steps the attic. Is. And then there's another doorway steps attic. But oh. it's like a second fucking attic. And, and they're not connected? Uh, it, I'm assuming that there may be like a like a wall between uh-huh. the two kind of thing. But, but it's you would just have normal, to go... not the, it's not ceiling steps. It's like a normal doorway of steps. Yes. To... Yes. Okay. Yeah. And Sarah's like, her switchboard records have got to be up here somewhere. They find like a file cabinet and Mia's trying to open it. She's like, there's something jammed in it. And they, she's like, I got it. I got it. They pull it out and it's a directory where like each page is the person, uh, that corresponds to mm-hmm. places on the switchboard extensions. That was the word I was looking for. And they're flipping through and they're like fucking page 337 is missing. 336. Of to course it is. Yeah. 336 God damn it. to 338. Then Louise says, Hey, wait a minute. Does your mom use charcoal what? for her uh, paintings? And Sarah's like, yeah. And so he runs into the room where she does her paintings and he comes back with like a stick of charcoal and he's like there's a really slight depression on page 338 and so he starts covering it and it spells out Desjardins cut to them trying to figure out who right so smart cut to them trying to figure out who Desjardins is And Sarah's like, he was a local pediatrician years ago. He killed a bunch of local girls. What? And she's like, he went missing in the 70s. And and Sarah's like, I I, all I remember is the curfews. Like I was I was pretty young. Shit. And she's like, but there was a whole documentary on it. Did you not see it? Like, it's like the only thing that happened in Exuma. So now we cut to footage of the documentary. Okay. (sighs) Okay. So we're now watching a documentary. And it's interspliced with like news and also experts and things like that. We learned that there were four young girls found dead 
in the 70s. All of them had serpents carved into their head, serpents eating themselves. Um, so as I tell you this, just know that it's like this whole story is told to us in different ways, either by an expert or footage or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the gist is this. The dude in the doc in the documentary is talking about them being found in uh, the mines. The mines of this town uh, were built upon uh, old tribal caves, a Monacan tribe. And this particular tribe uh, would make sacrifices, blood sacrifices. All of these tunnels, caves, mines all lead out to what is called as the Rouge River. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the sacrifices that the Monacans did. And he's like, it was usually done with girls who were right around the first time that they menstruate. They would use the blood of the first menstruation and then they would feed the, the demonic serpent with it. These were mm-hmm. rituals that were done. And he goes on to talk about the local pediatrician who is very well known. Uh, he goes missing. Paperboy then reports a very strange odor coming from his house. They go in and there were fucking like disemboweled and dead snakes everywhere. Mm -hmm. Everywhere. The stench was awful. And then there's also books on blood rituals and all this stuff. And the guy in the documentary who's an extra uh, expert says it was the ultimate motive. Dr. Desjardins was dying of Lou Gehrig's disease. And he's like, you know, I, I know that he was trying to recreate this ritual because it was it was so fucking clear. Like he did. He mm-hmm. disappeared. And he's like, but I know that he also only uh, that he didn't complete the ritual because it required five and only four girls were found dead. So he's like, I don't know if he got cold feet. I don't know if he died. I don't know if he fled back to Quebec. I, I don't know. But he was never seen again. And there was never a fifth murder. So cool. Cut to. What do they do and what do you do with this information? I am getting the fuck out. Mm -hmm. I don't want to take part in the devil's work. Here's what's funny is you pretty much know that you're going to get one point for every question (laughs) if you just go, bye. (laughs) Which I'm fine with. It's just the obvious yeah. only answer. Yeah. It's pretty much. This one of you are lucky enough to just be like, bye. Yeah. Because yeah, some of them you're like, oh, fuck, I can't get out. Like, yeah, like fucking House of a Thousand Corpses. You're like, yeah, I'd love to leave, asshole. I would lo- <laughs> I'd love to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Okay. They saw this. So they are going to try to um, uh, research. Okay, wait. They found out it's Jordan. They found out 337 is Jordan. And then they watch this. He's disappeared. Um, okay. She said serpent. Number five. There's a lot of connections there. So many connections. A lot of connections. Okay. They're going to research the ritual more. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, let's see. Um, also... They're going to research the ritual and maybe, I want to say like look into finding Desjardins, but like, uh, like man, like how are they going to do that? Uh, <laughs> You're so 
letting everyone know what your brain is doing. It's my favorite. <laughs> I'm like, the police haven't been able to do that for years <laughs> and kill people. Like, you know, it's not like they weren't looking. So, um, hmm. okay, I think they're going to look into the ritual more of what that is. And fuck, I don't know. Um, I don't know what to do except not partake in this anymore. <laughs> uh, um, and then they're gonna, they're gonna, yeah, they're just gonna get information on what this fucking ritual is. That, and then, ooh, and and maybe talk to Deborah while she's lucid about Desjardins and things like, and and maybe even the ritual. I don't know, whatever she knows about all of this. <sighs> That was a lot of brain work. Yeah, you did a lot more work than you needed to. They just go, hey, Deb, do you um, do you know who Desjardins is? Right, yeah. <laughs> got there, but it took me a while. <laughs> it took some brain work. Yep. But mm-hmm. I but got, you got it. There. You got there. So I you got, got to work through points, it. Bitch. I'm and glad you were all taking part in my brain process of getting to that answer. Yeah, and obviously you stayed alive because you uh, left. Goodbye. So... Cut to Mia in the kitchen with Sarah. Deb is eating cereal and they go and they sit down at the table with Deb and they just ask, do you remember Henry Desjardins? And she gets kind of a confused little girl look on her face is what I would call it. And she's like, it does sound familiar. And she says she doesn't know why, though. But that seems a little weird. I, I, I can't place it. And then they start kind of like giving her a little bit more information about what they learned. And she says, you know, he was someone he went missing when I was a kid. And then she gets real clear and says, he's not missing. He's dead. And they're like, um, sorry, what? And she says, Gets up from the table grunting. <laughs> God. And they're like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so Mia is now at the door because they've chased after her after she just said that. Uh-huh. And Mia hears screaming on the other side of the door. It's the bathroom. Sarah comes out harried. Like she's just like, Ugh! and she's just like, call an ambulance camera looks in Deborah is collapsed on the ground unconscious having vomited up everywhere dirt and soil and earthworms ew everywhere cut to Deb's at the hospital again <laughs> they don't oh my god know what's happening and it's just an aerial camera shot of her face And it's very reminiscent of the photos we saw at the beginning of people with Alzheimer's. So now doctors are talking to each other and we're listening and the doctors are stumped. But one of the doctors is like, I I mean, split personalities. This is not I mean, she may also have Alzheimer's, but also something else. And Dr. Deja, Dr. Nazar is just kind of like, So docs are like, uh, you know, trying to explain it away. And Sarah's like, she vomited earthworms. And the doctor's like, well, she's 
basically what he says is she's nuts. She probably ate some dirt. Mm-hmm. And like you can't really actually argue that because you're like, I mean, you're nuts. So you could have eaten a bunch of fucking dirt mm-hmm. and vomited it up. Then the camera pans over back to Deborah's room. Like there's she's in like an observance. You can observe her through a window. And Harris is in there and he's like crying and kind of being held back by some orderlies. And he just seems very upset, like very emotional. Now we cut to Sarah. They're back at home. She's on the phone with Harris. And she's arguing with Harris about Desjardins. Like she's obsessed with this guy. Like, you know, just trying to be like, we we got to figure this out even for just like her mental state cut to the crew talking to Sarah about Harris. And they're basically like, what if Harris is covering for himself? What if Harris is the one who killed the doctor? I mean, he terrorized a really small town and he, you know, was the main suspect in killing four girls and they're kind of arguing about it. And, Gavin is kind of like there's no fucking way that Harris killed him I mean the article right here it doesn't even say he's dead it says he's missing bang they look outside it's nighttime bang 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 (laughs) bang he looks outside Harris is out there just shooting a gun at their cars at the house at everywhere just recklessly shooting he like shoots out all the windows of Gavin's car and he's just like shooting at the house cut to cops outside Harris good lord yeah oh girl we haven't even started I what I'm so tired Harris is just standing by a tree drinking and the cops arrest him and like it's a really small town so like they know Harris they're like buddy I mean we're taking you in so the cops arrest him crew is like super pissed all but Mia basically like they're just like this is dangerous now so at this point Gavin what do you do and what does Gavin I actually think that we both leave hand in hand now yeah bye like he's literally like I'm quitting. He's like, this is the line. It's yeah. been crossed. I'm out. Yeah. And Mia's like, I'll fix your fucking window. And he's just like, Mia. <laughs> it's not no. about the fucking window. <laughs> Goodbye. We, I can tell you right. <laughs> I can tell Goodbye. you right now. We never see Gavin again. <laughs> he leaves. Goodbye. Good for him. See ya. Like I mean, really self-care. Way to be a Sammy. Yeah. And just, just being like, no, thank you. There's no amount of money. Ma'am. See ya. Ma'am. Ma'am. Goodbye. Goodbye that's him speeding off (laughs) so he leaves Mia and Luis cut to hospital cut to hospital camera and Mia are going in to Deb's room oh it's empty Mia goes to get the doctor good lord this is all gonna learn yep I mean well come on but it's it's getting worse now where they can't, they kind of can't leave anymore because things are going to escalate right now. Cut to surveillance footage because they're now all looking for Deb, who's left her bed. Surveillance footage interspliced with crying parents at the hospital. And the parents are like, I don't care what you do, just find her. Cut with surveillance footage of Deb walking through the halls of the hospital. Oh, God. Oh, then shit. Surveillance footage 
of her walking out of a room with a little girl. Uh-huh. Then we're told that the hospital is on lockdown. Then we see surveillance footage of Deb walking with this little girl. This little girl clearly has cancer because her hair is very splotchy. No one has shaved it yet. It's just like patches mm-hmm. of hair, which is terrifying looking. You say the hospital's on lockdown. And they're like, she can't have gotten out of the hospital, but let's go look at the abandoned wing. And I'm like, why the, the fuck? The abandoned ho- wing. Why the fuck your hospital got an abandoned wing? Come on. You fucking what a, repopulate. What a, what? Come you, on. You fucking repopulate that wing or you demolish it. <laughs> there is no abandoned wing that we just keep around, you fucking idiots. So guess where she was? The fucking abandoned wing. Shocker. They're looking with flashlights. Orderlies are looking around too. And they find her standing, staring at a wall with the little girl holding her hand. They slowly get the little girl away. Deb slowly turns and the camera just stays on her profile as she looks out kind of the corner of her eyes like this. It's the it's the main picture mm-hmm. of the movie. Cut to her being sedated in bed, but now she's fucking Linda blaring out. There is no other explanation. Linda blaring out. other than the fucking devil. I don't she is. Ever want to Linda Blair out? Oh my! God. I don't want to. Kim, I've already told you. You'll you don't have me. to worry. Great I will thanks. shoot you directly between <laughs> the eyes immediately because I'm your best friend. Thank Duh, you. you're welcome. Could you exercise me first, though? I, it's not a guarantee. My way's a guarantee. <laughs> Goodbye. Plenty but of failed exorcisms. I, but I thought, what if you can you just try? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Thank you. Sure, I'll give it a shot. I'll throw if a little holy just, water on you. If you could just give a little one-two workout <laughs> exercise for me, that just would be great. One-two, one-two. Got it. I'll give you a little one-two, one-two. So now we cut to Sarah talking to a priest. And she's like, "Um, could you exercise my mom? And the priest is like... Oh, see? Great. And the bitch is like... The priest... The bitch. The priest is like... <laughs> this bitch. This bitch. This bitch is like, that's not a thing, girl. Exorcism, that's not a thing. That's in the movies. And Sarah's like, oh, shoot. Okay. Cut Liar. To, cut to Harris visiting Deb again. He's crying at her bed. Cut to <gasps> Mia says she made contact with the River Rouge documentary guy, the guy who was the expert in the documentary. Okay. Cut to them talking to the documentary guy. He's watching footage of Deb and he's looking at it and we hear some of the vocalizations a little bit better that Deb was saying things like I tried to wash you in the river Doc is like she's obsessed with Desjardins and he's like though there is documentation of demonic parasites so his first explanation is she has Alzheimer's she's infirm she's obsessed with Desjardins or she's demonically possessed. <laughs> he's like, I have Could seen go this either before. way. Never know. Yeah. Demonic parasites. He's like, I have known them to prey on the infirm, which would make sense for your mom. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have seen something similar to this in Africa where a woman was possessed by her dead son. There was nothing that anyone could do ripping her face off. Terrible thing. The only thing that ever worked was we burned the remains of her son's body. 
and that exercised the demon. Day 60. Oh, it's a lot of days. So many days. Footage of Harris. She's talking to him. She's restrained in her hospital room. And she says, close the door. And he says, we don't have to do this. And Deb says, kill me. What do you do? What does Harris do? Um, I think I'm going to kill her. Kim is? I think I'm going to kill her. She wants that. And yeah. I mean, that's one way to get a demon out, mm-hmm. right? According to you, he'll just shoot <laughs> you right between the eyes. Yep. I think that he, I don't think he can do it. He loves her clearly too much. That's a half a point. He does do it. He does do it. Harris. tries to smother her with a pillow. Now you got a half a point because yes, I do believe that you need to do it. However, we'll see that you need to come up with a way to do it more quickly. Not just smothering her with a pillow. You need to shoot someone directly between the eyes. Oh, shit. Okay. Because smothering someone with a pillow takes a little bit too long. And as this is happening, she's struggling. And then Linda Blair comes out. Linda Blair comes out, which totally reminded me of our movie Painless, where I'm like, I'm not smothering our mom with a pillow because then we'll just end up wrestling our mom. That's basically what happens. It also means it takes too long. And we see from the surveillance footage that the TV on the wall starts shaking and it's shaking and it's shaking. And then we see it fly off the, the, the thing before the camera cuts out. Oh, my God. Cut to fire trucks. Harris is in the hospital. Mm. Sarah comes in and we see her come into where Harris is like being like he's got like a neck brace on and he's clearly been like fucked up by a fucking Hit TV with a TV. Yeah. And she's like. <laughs> And they're like, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. And she's like, I'm his daughter. Yeah. Uh? And she's like, dad, what? Dad, talk to me. The camera and sound are on. And we hear Harris say, I heard Deshaun down the switchboard. You, you were going to be his next victim. (gasps) Your mother killed him. In the neck. Spade. Buried alive. Oh, (coughs) and then he's wheeled away. What does Sarah do? What do you do? That's so much information in 10 seconds. Yeah. I was like, what? Okay. Oh, I'm gonna. I would like to. Who am I? I'm Sarah. You're Sarah. And my goal is to stay alive. Is to stay alive and also like not I think you like stay alive but also like you're not super into like being so closely associated with a demon I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little (laughs) I was gonna make a joke but I can't think of the name of the movie so fail I'm sure no I'm sure it was a great joke I bet it was hilarious yeah I bet it was so funny you guys just imagine it was really funny (laughs) What if I just get you to figure it out right now and then I'll tell the joke. And okay. We cut all this out. okay, let's do it. What was it? Oh, I figured it out. I'm just going to take a little crying game shower with holy water. 
that's not not smart <laughs> okay just a little shame shower of a holy shame, water a, sh- a holy shame shower um and uh and oh is that what you're doing yeah i don't think sarah does that okay <laughs> That's just step one of what I'm okay. doing. Okay. Oh, step one. Okay. I'll just step back. Yeah. There's more. You got to do. What, what am I just going to take one holy water shower no, 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 and no, think no. I'm good? No. And in order to get to the right answer, we have to have you <laughs> cycle through about 14 other wrong answers until you eventually get to the right one. And then I'll give you a point for it. This is true. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's how my brain works. <laughs> so she is going to. All right. She's going to find out. She's going to look for his body. Sarah is? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. She's going to look for his body. <laughs> Maybe in the woods. Okay. What you going to do, girl? I'm going to holy water bathe. <laughs> Followed by. All right. Okay. Who do I? Did I? Was I? Do I know what Mia knows about the African situation? Yeah. We're on the same team. Mm -hmm. I would like to find his body as well. I'm going to go on a body search and try to burn his remains. Giving you one point. This is one of the instances that we talked about at the beginning of this episode where Sarah does not immediately die from going to look for the body which she does but jesus christ the answer should be to leave goodbye forever yeah i don't know why i did that but uh, i guess i was trying to help my mom yeah well, no but also you know demons no you they were right fucking track you down yeah yeah they, so it's it's definitely the you know it's definitely like they're they're inviting more ire from this demon by digging up his body which is what they're about to do hmm so cut to footage of them following Sarah out digging up in the garden where they had where they had found Deb digging in her like fugue state digging 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 and it's it's clearly like a time lapse where they've like you know start digging now they're two feet down now they're four feet down and now Mia and Luis are like there's nothing fucking here like it could be literally anywhere like Mm -hmm. just because she was digging here doesn't mean it's here and Sarah's like but we have to keep trying like what are we gonna do just stop trying clank they uncover the green spade Mm. and Sarah says fuck mom got here first She's saying, she's saying as she's kind of walking up to the house, she's like, he must be making her keep his body. That's the only explanation. They, you know, like they think that she's nuts, but like maybe, maybe, maybe she already undug, un- uncovered it. Like she's just super frantic. And then they go inside the house and Luis and Mia are still trying to be like, Sarah, like, I kind of feel like you're losing it at this point. Then they look up at that chandelier and they go, what the fuck is that? There appears to be mold, brand new black mold growing around it as if it's very wet mm-hmm. in these uh, National Lampoon Christmas vacation stair attic stairs mm-hmm. now. And both of them are like, 
it hasn't rained. So this is like the third attic stairs. Right. Yeah. It. Uh, you know what I think it is? The house is huge. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that like the entire roof, like there's an entire like attic that's the size of the entire house and there's maybe rooms inside mm-hmm. that attic kind of thing. And Sarah's like, that mold is fresh. So they make Luis go up. So it's just the camera going up and it's him going, white people in their fucking basements and <laughs> attics. Ha <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, God, it fucking stinks up here. Oh, God. They're going up the stairs with the camera. And it's like all this like wet, slimy stuff all over the rafters and shit. And there's like insulation on the ground. And then they see a hole in the insulation. And they find a burps map. A burps map? And they're trying to pull it out. And they open it. There's a body inside. Oh, God. What do they do? And what do you do? Burn it. Burn it. Burn it. Burn it. Burn the body. Okay. Burn. Burn. We'll burn it together. Hands and hands. Okay. One one point for what they do. One point for you, too, because you're going to gain some information regardless that if you use that information in an intelligent way, could keep you alive. So I'm giving you a point. They bring it downstairs to the fireplace. And as they're trying to get the bag into the fireplace... Did you hear that? It's coming... What? what? It's coming from inside the bag. I didn't I didn't hear any... No, there's something inside... Snake! <laughs> and a snake crawls out. And they're just basically like, what the literal fuck? Jesus fucking Christ. And then they're like, we need to fucking burn this shit. So they start freaking out they put the now the body isn't like a full-size body bag it's basically like bones right, right, okay right, right, so it's right. like a smaller burps map that they have it in it's not like a full Just body fucking throw bag. a whole burps map in which which which, which way they do dump it out they throw the whole they heard something inside oh, okay, but okay, they okay. throw the whole burps map in and they start freaking out and and mia has lighter fluid and she's dousing with lighter fluid and then they're trying to light it and sarah's like light it you have to push the thing down she's like i am i am and she's like light it light it she's like i am and it's like not igniting like it won't light even though there's fire coming out and it's doused in lighter fluid and then finally did you get it it, it did it take it took <sighs> kaboom the whole fucking thing explodes out and throws them back they're blown backwards fire alarms are going off and they're running around and they're like we've got to get out of here no we have to go back and get the body they run past a window demon from the painting and they're like "Ah!" and it's all found footage so it's like you barely see anything they're running out of the house into the woods screaming crying and she's like did you see him did you see him at the window phone rings someone's cell phone rings and sarah's like she broke out she broke out of her fucking restraints she's like I've got to go back in. I've got to go get it. So Sarah fucking goes back into the house, grabs the burps map of body, and it's not even singed. It's not burned at all. Oh, no. Driving to the hospital. Sarah gets there. Dr. Nazar is like, you don't want to go in there. Please don't go in there. And she's like, no, I want to see. They go in. The bed is just covered in blood from her just like pulling her skin off, trying to get out of the restraints. Dr. Nazar is like, I, I don't have time for this. We have a we have a cop downstairs who's gone into anaphylactic shock. And Sarah's like, anaphylactic shock from what? And she's like, a snake bite. Oh, my God. Now we see footage of Deborah growling and writhing <sighs> in bed and just calmly pulling herself out of the restraints. But obviously, like, 
if she was not a demon, it would hurt very badly. Mm-hmm. Then we have footage of dad screaming, where is my daughter? Find her. I don't understand how you can't find her. Footage of Deb and Cancer Girl standing perfectly still at the exit to the hospital. A cop is slowly approaching them. Ma'am, ma'am, I think you need to get back to your bed. Neither of them move. Cop slowly approaches. What the fuck? They're just, (gasps) ma'am, bites him, collapses. Girl and Deb walk out hand in hand. Cut to cop cars all outside. Sarah's talking to a lady cop. And she's like, Sarah, we're doing everything we can. We have a five-mile perimeter. Cut to in the cop car with lady cop, who's clearly friends with Sarah. Maybe they dated in a pa- in the past. Mia is with them. And Sarah's saying, she's like, it's the fifth girl. I know she's going to the mill. Before they head out, what does Mia make sure she has? We haven't talked about it in a while. Okay. Mia, make sure that she has... I'm just going to say some thoughts. Okay. Let me know when you, you're you spinning this wheel. Answer. Let me know when the needle lands on one. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Here's a thought. That cross necklace. Where'd that go? I know Gavin left, but maybe it's still here somewhere. (laughs) That's your wheel spinning. (laughs) Um, It's something we've talked about. We're going to the mill. I'm Mia. We need to make sure that we have something for the demons. What have we had? Maya, think about holy water, but we haven't had that before. (laughs) The bones. Wait, where'd the bones go? Where were they? <laughs> where, where did they leave the bones? Sarah went back in and got the bones. They have them. Yeah. They got Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to think about what we've had. I can only think of that cross necklace, so I'm going to say that. Zero points. Fine. What is it? The syringes of sedatives. Oh. That the doctor gave to Mia. And so now the cops come upon, and there's several cop cars, but we're in the car with uh, lady cop Sarah, Mia, and Luis. Cops come upon an abandoned car. All the doors are open, and they're like, we can take this fire road up. It looks like that's where the footprints from the car are going. So the cops, like, drive through this, you know, this fire road. And they come upon Deborah in the dark. She's got her back to them and she's holding the little girl's hand who's facing the cops. So she's, they're holding hands like the girl is facing Mm -hmm. the cops, Deborah's facing away. And they're trying to approach her very, very slowly. And the little girl, Kara, is just saying, don't hurt him. He's a nice man. He's going to wash me in the river. Don't hurt him. He's a nice man. He's going to wash me in the river. Over and over again. If you weren't a creepy crap bad kid before, you're now, bitch. The cops slowly approach. They slowly cuff Deborah. 
as the camera pans around to her face and she just looks bloodied and angry and a shell of a person and they slowly cuff the other spits venom at them she throws them off we just see footage of her like using superhuman strength throwing them off the cop's face is burned deborah gets away with kara lady cop says that someone has got to get this cop down the mountain his face is like completely burned from the from whatever the fuck she spit at him And Mia says to Luis, she's like, give me the camera. It has to be you. Neither of us can get him down the mountain. Like, you have to take him down. And he's like, fuck you. And she's like, it has to be you. And so she's like, I can't leave Sarah. I can't leave Kara. So Mia tells Luis that he has to take the cop down the mountain. So now it's just Mia, Sarah, lady cop looking for Kara and Deb. And they go after her closer into the mill and the mines. The only light is from the camera. They come upon the River Rouge, which is clearly now like a very dried up river from before, and they hear something. They see blood footprints going just as they suspected into the mill. The lady cop goes in alone and says, you need to stay here with Mia. Like she's basically like, I'm armed. Mm -hmm. Like, let me go in. Mia tells Sarah, she's like, Sarah, I'm really sorry. My grandpa didn't have Alzheimer's. I lied. (laughs) And Sarah's like, Bitch, I don't don't care. I don't don't care. (laughs) We hear Lady Cop call for Sarah, and then we hear bang. They go inside, gunshot. Lady Cop is dead. (gasps) There's a snake near her, and they're just like, oh, fuck. Mm. So now they're running through. The camera picks up a flash of Deb running outside now. And lights keep going on and off in the mines. We hear a girl screaming. All of the rest of the footage from now until the end is very chaotic. So Mm -hmm. it's more like a trailer that I'm describing to you where it's just like you just got to keep up with the images. Mia's losing it. They have to go into a hole. There's fucking snakes everywhere. They're crawling through this tiny mine tunnel. What? They decide, okay, once we get there, we're going to sedate her. Once we sedate her... We can at least get Kara away. So they're basically like just trying to go a step at a time. We're going to get her. We're going to get Kara away. And then we're going to burn the remains. And then this is over. Because Sarah had the like remains in her fucking backpack. And they turn on the fucking night mode now. So now we're in fucking mm-hmm. night mode. Which is such a bummer, Kim. Everyone's Paris eyes. Sex yes. Tape. Paris Hilton sex tape. Everyone's eyes are black. It's just so upsetting. <laughs> and we see Deborah. And we see that Deborah is like holding this snake like near Kara's head. Sarah is sneaking up on her with a syringe. Shh, 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 shh. Shh, don't say anything. Sneaking up. Attacked! Biting Mia. Crazy footage. Camera all over the place. Deborah's pulled off. Gets away. Runs away. Sarah and Mia. Are you okay? I'm okay. Sarah pulls. I'm glad I brought this. She pulls a gun out of her backpack. Mm. They go deeper in. Around the corner, camera's on Sarah. We can't see what Sarah sees, but she's pointing a gun. And she just goes, oh, oh my God, no. Mia pans around. Deb is standing over Kara, who's also standing. Her fucking jaw is unhinged like a snake. 
and she's engulfing Kara's head. Ah! What? Yeah. Kim. What? What do you do? I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I'm going to go home. Remember when I changed my thesis? Yep. Well, now you changed it back. And now Uh, you're with an Alzheimer snake lady. uh, Okay. I'm gonna... It's so bad. (laughs) Who am I? You're... You're Sarah. You're pointing a gun at her. Shoot my mom. I'm going to shoot my mom. Oh, God. And. Oh, God. I. uh, Okay. What else can we do? Okay. I'm going to. I'm going to shoot my mom. I'm sorry, mom. I love you. Goodbye. (laughs) Mom, if you're listening. Peggy Porter. Yeah. Oh, no. Mom knows. No shame. Yeah. No shame. If mom is engulfing a child's head with her unhinged jaw, I'm shooting her straight in the face. (laughs) Sorry, mom. (laughs) Uh, That's what I'm doing. And then Sarah is either doing that. Or lunging at her with the syringe. I'm going to say shoots her too. I guess we'll do it hand in hand. Yes. Shoots her. I'll tell you this. Sarah is a half a Sammy. Because she shoots her. And Deborah unengulfs her. So it looks like she maybe shot her not to kill. Like I would have shot her like right fucking there right between the eyebrows i mean what could could you though that's a a nice thought Catherine. yes i could in this moment i could also you might shoot kara if that's happening she's probably done for honestly (laughs) okay we just gotta get rid of this demon i mean with this is this is a little much shooting the alzheimer's old lady (laughs) and also a child i mean is my goal to stay alive I'm, True. I'm, you know, you gotta, yeah. So she unengulfs her. You gotta do what you gotta do, and scampers off. Sarah, in oh my Lord. opinion, needs to just keep shooting. keep shooting. But instead, she's like, "Mom, fight him off, Mom." And because human jaws aren't supposed to unhinge, her jaw is still kind of hanging uh, off, like a dangly jaw. Yeah, it's like a dangle jaw. The old dangle the jaw. The old dangle jaw. It's like she's wearing earrings, but they're her jaw. It's her yep, just her jaw. Pretty much. And decorative it's like jaw. And it's also necklace. got some like decorative blood and teeth. It's <laughs> cute. It's like super cute. It's all the rage. Yeah. And so Sarah is just like, fight him off, mom. Demonic growing. Growing? Demonic groaning. And she's fighting for him. Sarah can't shoot her. Like she's like, I can't. I can't do it. They're able to grab Kara away. Deb appears sedated now like in the footage I'm not sure if they like were able to like get a needle into her Mm -hmm. because it's like who has the needle the camera blah 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 blah. and then Sarah says okay mom let's get rid of this motherfucker they light it it ignites oh it lets out a scream ashes then we just hear 
It's Deb. She's crying. He's gone. Is he? News footage. Anchors talking about the abduction of a young girl from a hospital ward. Cancer patient. Footage of Kara after just having been rescued with an oxygen mask on being put into an ambulance. News anchors talking about it. It's kind of like, news story, news story. She's alive and resting comfortably. Jump to a few months later, later, news footage. Deborah Logan found unfit to stand trial. And it's Dr. Nazar like wheeling her away. And they're like, she's just in a wheelchair and she's just like comatose. So like she was on trial for like fucking trying to kill this kid. But the judge is like, this isn't, no, I'm not, no. Yeah. So she's being wheeled out of court, basically dead and comatose. Dr. Nazar like trying to block the cameras. Jump to couple months later outside of Kara, Kara Linetti's house. And there's a news anchor. There's balloons. And it's like, we're celebrating a very special day here at the Linetti house. Kara, who uh, is now been deemed cancer free, is celebrating her 10th birthday. And we see Kara blowing out candles. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, no. Inter- I know how demons work. Interviewing her parents. Oh, no. They're so happy. They're interviewing cute little Kara. And the news anchor is like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she's like, I don't know. You don't know. It's a secret. Creepy crap bag kid stare into the camera with a slight smirk. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I knew it. So the reason that they were able to burn the bones a second time is because he'd already possessed he the little girl. It. He did it. He did it. He did it. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. I was like, right between the the eyes, bitch. (laughs) Thank you. We're not getting this far. I was like, how did they fucking like them this time? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's good. Like, I need you to, this is, I know you don't love watching ones I've told you. You need to watch this one. I'm too scared of it. I'll watch it with you. The taking of Deborah Lorgan. Logan. (laughs) The turking of Deborah Lurgan. Lorgan, something we talked about. Isn't that a character Lorgan? we've talked about? Is it, yes. It was in a movie that we did where the character's name was not, in fact, Lorgan at all. <laughs> I think it was an open house, actually. Oh, Lorgan. All right. Shut up. I have to count your points. Goodbye. Jeez. Aggressive. Hey, guys. This is Kat. And Kim. And we just want to let you know about our brand new Patreon we just launched. You can find us at www.kimandcatstayalive.com. And you'll also find merch on there. Check out our merch store and follow us on social media at KKSamPodcast. We love you. Bye. Okay. What'd I get? Your dead or alive's. Uh, luckily for Kara or Desjardins, you could have answered either dead or alive because mm. I think it's up for interpretation. So you got four out of eight with those because you said Kara was alive, like, right, sort of, like her body's alive, but like yeah. I can't say. And then Desjardins, you said dead, sure, kinda, maybe, yeah. kind of. So you got four out of eight. Then your questions, you got 17 and a half uh, or 13 and a half out of 19 for a total of Oop. 17 and a half out of 27, bitch. Whoop, whoop. Um, yeah, so that was the taking of Deborah Logan. Uh, I'm glad that you and I have found our own personal cure for demonic possession and or Alzheimer's, and that is to kill each other. <laughs> We've solved it. 
Just shoot you straight between the eyes. Yep. It was probably one of the best found footage movies I've ever seen. Mm. Like, I'd actually be curious for, like, I want to watch Wreck, and I want you to watch Deborah Logan. Okay. Because I want to see, like, it was fucking great. Yay. I'll watch it. Yeah. I'm glad um, you got to do it. Cool. Well, this has been... Uh, when are we? Oh, my God. I think we're, like, almost in November now. We must be in November because last in... week was Halloween. Yeah, I think we're in November. Mm. So, happy almost Thanksgiving, everyone. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. Hold it down. Sorry. It's still Halloween-y times. We're still, we're still in the purgatory between Halloween and Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh... This has been Kim and Kat's Day Live. Uh, so follow us um, at KK Sam Podcast on social media. And please, if we didn't already do it, we had a goal to get 100 reviews by the end of October by Halloween. So if, please add to that. Yeah. I, <laughs> if, if we didn't get there, then you're... And even if we did, please write us a five-star review. Yeah. Keep we doing would, it. We really want to get there. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate everyone who has and everyone who listens. And um, yeah, we love you. We love you. So, so until, until next next week, week stay, stay alive. Goodbye. Bye. Put a ghost in me. I'm, I'm done. done. <laughs>